What's up, everybody? Welcome to the 615. It's your host, Leos, and today we'll be sitting down with the Power Hour to recap Titans, Steelers, and look forward to the Thursday night matchup in Nashville between your Tennessee Titans and the San Francisco 49ers. And we'll do all of that right after this and a word from our sponsor. Sir. What's up, everybody? So we are joined by none other than the Power Hour. What's going on? You flatter me, sir. Thank you for having me on the show. Really excited to do a little football talking. Well, of course, it is a very, very, very short week. (laughs) Indeed. But think about this. After this game this week, we have 10 days off. Which it's a big help, especially with the last few games that we have. And it does help on the health spectrum. So right now it's just kind of a grin and bear situation. And before we get into the full episode, of course, we we want to send our thoughts and prayers out to Will Compton, which is part of Busting with the Boys. He lost his mom over the weekend. So our thoughts and prayers to Will Compton. Let's see. Can you hear me still? I can hear you. All right. I don't know what happened there, but we'll try and we'll try and get through it. But as I was saying, um, send our thoughts and prayers out to Will Compton, who lost his mom literally yesterday. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Not before last. Yes, it's unfortunate. Losing a parent's always hard, and you know, thoughts, prayers, and. All our well wishes out to Will Compton at this time. And all well, he is part of the family, pretty much. He he played here and of course he does the podcast Busting with the Boys with Taylor the One. And they do really great work over there. So we hope for the best for him, like you said, and hopefully it's just a situation they can get through and everyone in Titan Nation just send your love, your thoughts, and your prayers to him. And so, as we were saying, as we were saying before we got started, this last weekend, tough loss. Really, it was a deja vu situation. It was literally the Houston game, just at home. Just weren't at home this time, so it was literally like watching the Houston game. They dominated on every spectrum. They dominated every stat. They just couldn't get the win. And think of this, whole first half, we had the lead going into the fourth quarter. And that's the frustrating part. I believe the stat came out and said that not since 1940 that a team that led in all categories and the opposing team that had taken a lead had under 150 yards total ended up winning the game. And, so not a stat to be proud of. And of course, speaking of stats from this game, Titans had 318 total yards to Pittsburgh's 168. 
I mean, literally, again, you got to go back to the Houston Texans game where Tennessee dominated on all the numbers, same scenario. They just turnovers were the difference maker. And, of course, as turnovers were a huge thing this game. Three fumbles, one by uh, – it was a, well, there was a fumbled snap from Ben Jones to Ryan, then Anthony Ferkser and Racy McMath. And the Racy McMath one was just so quirky. It, it was. Um, and Chris from Titans of Truth said this last night. T- talking to Anthony Ferkser, you, you had the first down. Just go down. And like I agree with you, it's a situation you know you've got to get that first down. Every yard counts, especially you're against a very poor run defense. So you got to take advantage of that. And once again, Tennessee had all the chips in their favor. They just couldn't get them to line up and fall the right way. And of course, Ryan's lone interception of the game, which we can say this. Second half for Pittsburgh was a pretty clean half. It just amazes me how much the Tennessee could come out and be so dominant and yet come out of the locker room and we see a completely different team. And knowing what we know now, the the ball security is an issue. They continue to struggle with offensive line. Ryan Tannehill seems to have regressed in some ways, especially from an offensive coordinating standpoint. So, I mean, we've got a lot of things to talk about. And really, I'm just amazed this team's still holding together and staying away from finger pointing right now. And uh, speaking of, of course, we had uh, for sure one guy step up, Deontay Foreman, 22 carries, 108 yards. And I'll add Hillard into the mix. And it's amazing that the Titans have found a way to replicate Derrick Henry's rushing yardage while Derrick Henry's being tended to and getting back as soon as he can. So if they eliminate the fumbles, I mean, you've got a sound system right now, but that's just been a problem with the both of them. It's just ball control. And speaking of Derrick, do you think we get him back after San Fran? From what I've heard, and I've got a lot of people talking in my ear, and I'm keeping it really close to the chest. I mean, a lot of people are saying right now that maybe week 18 he could be available, but it depends on the situation they'd be in at that point. I know right now we're trying to lock the division up, and that's the number one thing. Yes. The big question is, are we going to be able to do it and not have to fight for it like we have last year? So – Week 18 is on the table, as from what I'm hearing. And then, of course, as we were saying, injuries are a huge thing right now. And this is something you don't like talking about this late in the year. Like, who could be there? Who couldn't? Well, right now... I think with the injury report, you know, Taylor Lewan's out with a back issue, so we're monitoring that. David Long's going to miss his sixth game, possibly. So the linebacking core has to step up once again. 
but Zach Cunningham filled in nicely last week. In fact, I believe he led in tackles coming in that week. So I feel a little better about that. Uh, Murchison more than likely will probably be out from what I've read on the report. They're still monitoring that situation, but you know, on the plus side, Julio Jones, it's kind of a wait and see moment. We don't know if they'll play him at all or very sparingly. AJ Brown, the big key piece here coming back, I think gives the offense a huge jolt. And of course, right now, it's just a wait and see scenario with a lot of the other guys. And like the people that were limited yesterday were full participants today. And that's a good sign. I mean, right now, I've said as the year's gone on, it's not the best team that wins the Super Bowl. It's the hot team that wins the Super Bowl. It's the team that gets hot at the right moment. And somehow, someway, the Titans seem to have the chips falling in their lap. But they've got to make it happen. That's the key thing here. So, looking at the Titans injury report for today... The four guys that were that didn't practice yesterday, Julio Jones, Taylor LeJuan, David Long, and Laurel Murchison, all did not practice again today. Deontay Foreman and David Questenberry were limited on Monday, but they practiced full participation today along with Jack Rabbit, Roger Saffold, and Tier Tart. Well, getting... Tart and Saffold back are going to be a huge boost on both sides of the line. Jack Rabbit, you know, I think we needed him back dearly, especially now that Elisha Molden's been put on the COVID reserve list. So we'll have to wait and see what that situation brings. But I don't think Molden's going to be playing this week. So at least Jack Rabbit coming back, that's a little bit of just a sigh of relief. And the question is, how big of a hurt would it be to not have Taylor the one? I think it's just been like all year. You know, they found a way to just kind of patch this offensive line together, even with the issues that they've had. Because if you think about it, this team, even last year, was somewhat of a patchwork offensive line. And I think that's something that's going to get addressed majorly when the offseason hits. And I can't talk a lot about that right now, but we all know it's coming. And it's just going to depend on what road J-Rob wants to take. I mean, we've seen him break down the secondary completely last year and start from scratch. Kind of taken from in consideration what the Patriots of the late 2000s to early 2010s did with their secondary. When they got old, they broke down and rebuilt. So... It's with a Patriots with, mold with the younger pieces. Exactly. And people are saying after this year, we just need to get rid of Ryan. If you look at his numbers, he is too big of a casualty to let go. He said he's set to make like 65 million next year. You know, that's the armchair quarterbacks talking and what people need to understand is you're not going to find a good quarterback out there in free agency right now in the draft. There's not a lot of guys you're going to really want to move up for this year. There's nobody jumping out. No, that's uh, Andrew luck type of quarterback or, you know, 
uh, Trevor Lawrence kind of quarterback. There's nobody that's willing to move up and get them. Or so, even or even a Mac Jones. Exactly. There's not that guy this year. I think well that'll probably change, especially once we start seeing some of these pro days. You know, somebody's going to come out and be the favorite, and they're going to fall in love with them because that's the process. But there's a lot of teams out there that need quarterbacks, and Tennessee's not one of them. It would help to have a pretty good backup. <laughs> a backup wouldn't hurt, but because the same... if Ryan was to get hurt, would you trust Logan Woodside? Well, the thing is, we talk about Ryan getting hurt all the time, but I mean, look at all the damage he's got this season and he's still kicking yeah well we are going to take a small break and get back with the talk for thursday night football titans niners right after this what's up everybody we are back and we here it goes titans niners we just heard what the titans did on sunday now let's get over to the Niners side of things. They beat Atlanta 31 to 13. Is San Francisco getting hot? San Francisco or San Francisco is definitely hot right now, but the thing is they know in all throughout the web they feel this is a trap game that they're walking into. They're basically traveling over to central time. It's they're going to lose 2 hours of rest and Historically, the home team in Thursday night matchups does very well. And, uh, of course, Titans, they had uh, just over 300 yards. San Francisco was knocking on 400 total yards. And that was very impressive. 235 yards passing, 162 rushing. But here's the thing, though. Who were they playing, though? Arthur Smith and the Falcons. (laughs) Exactly. Atlanta has no defense, so it's no surprise there. And time of possession, of course, in football, that's a huge thing. Time of possession was actually very close. San Francisco had the ball 30 minutes and 27 seconds. Atlanta, 29-33. And that's something that Kyle Shanahan's a master at. He's a master at holding the ball and milking the clock. But Tennessee's just as good. Yeah. Tennessee had the ball for 39 minutes, just over 39 minutes. And Pittsburgh had the ball 20 minutes and 52 seconds. And, it's, and, and you still lose a game. Yes. That's the frustrating part. <laughs> but the thing about Pittsburgh, they run that quick pass game. True, but an aged Ben Roethlisberger hadn't been very effective, especially in the last four games. I mean, this isn't a Ben Roethlisberger of five years ago, so you kind of felt that there was the advantage to take care of business, and it just didn't happen. But San Francisco, they were 6-for-11 on third down. They had 23 first downs in this, in this game against Atlanta, which, as you said, who did they play? 
Exactly. And I feel like, of course, the Titans' defense, looking back to last year, is a totally different defense. The crazy thing was, and I talked to Teron about this yesterday when he was on my show, and just how crazy the role reversal is. Where last year the offense was the dominant part and the defense was the liability. Now in 2021, it's a complete opposite. The offense is the one that's the liability and the defense is the one that's saving the day. And, but the thing the Titans have to do this week, protect Ryan. In that game, I would, I would also add they have to protect the ball because San Francisco is very good at getting takeaways. Like, if you go look at the matchup report from this game, and it was, I think, Jim Wyatt that, Jim Wyatt that put it out, the Titans are minus seven in turnover. I mean... And in the last minus two. Yes. In the last three games, Tennessee's had 13 turnovers. Which, that has to be on pace for a record. I would have to look it up. But at the same time, that's just carelessness. And that's what loses football games. And take away to giveaway ratio, that's 18 over, that's 18 to 25. We've gave the ball away 25 times this year compared to San France 19. And their defensive front's going to be a huge problem if Tennessee can't contain them. Like you have Bosa. You have uh, Warner in that linebacking core. And we have a, there's a name in that secondary that the Titans know all too well in Josh Norman. Norman's going to be a problem, but I don't think he's going to be too much of a problem. I think the biggest thing the Tennessee has to do, especially with this defensive front, is get really creative. And I'm fine with the offense being vanilla, but at this point in the year, you got to open the playbook. You and need that's to... the thing Todd Downing has not done so far. He has got to open the playbook this week. You have to pull out something like what Philadelphia did against New England Super Bowl. You have to pull stuff like that out. You have to be creative at this point. I mean, and everyone said, already knows that and, your bread and butter is running the ball, but yes. you got to be creative with it. You have to be able to get that running game going to set up the passing game, to set up play action. And that's just one thing that I feel that they've gotten away from. They're and, really just bland. And, of course, going into the season, everybody's like, Todd Downey's going to do this, he's going to do this, he's going to do this. And the big thing is that they were saying, when you're running the ball as effective as Tennessee is, don't mess with it. And since he's been our offensive coordinator, I feel like we've gotten away from that. I think in a way we have. But also, you know, part of your job as being the offensive coordinator is you got to keep your guys engaged. You have to – you can't just open the playbook and call plays. You have to beat your matchups. And that's one thing that the Titans have not done this year 
very effectively. They just are running the motions. You have to match up against the team you're playing with in whatever scheme and beat them in that scheme. And, of course, Titans are underdogs in this game. As I was saying, Titans are not huge underdogs, but they are underdogs in this game against San Fran. And I think that's a positive thing going forward. Because look at all the matchups that they were in in the primetime games. Underdogs. Buffalo. The Rams. Kansas City. The Rams, yeah. And, of course, the Rams was our first one without Derek. If you think about it, we're 3-3 three and three without Derek. And that just shows that we can win without Derek Henry. The problem is we've just got so complacent and just so careless with the ball that it's really just come back and bitten us in the tail. Would it be good to get Derek back? Oh, yeah. Of course. And, of course, news came out this week. AJ has gotten his designation. Question is, does he play Thursday? It really just depends on if he feels good enough to make the cuts, if he feels good enough to move without any discomfort. I know that's just something they're going to be monitoring all week. And it probably will be close to kickoff when we'll find out if he does play. But another question I think a lot of people are asking and aren't really getting a real answer for is, are we going to see Golden Tate anytime soon? And also throw uh, Jordan Wilkes into the mix. I mean, you add two guys that are very capable of making plays. But and you don't we're play just, him. We're still trying to figure out why. And I don't know if it's if they don't fit in the system or if they're just not in football shape or if they're just not working with the chemistry that the team has. It's hard to say right now. Well, I'm hearing things. I think there's a pretty good chance we possibly do see Golden Tate with, with Julio going down last week. And I'd agree. I think... If Julio doesn't play, you have to fill that slot. And it's either going to be Golden Tate or a guy like a Mason Kinsey. And I'm not opposed to letting any of these guys get out there and make plays. But, you know, you have to have your dynamic guys out there in order to win these games. Like an A.J. Brown. Or Julio Jones, sir. If you can find a third receiver, you got to find one. But our big question, or but our big problem right now is tight end. And it's unfortunate because, you know, Michael Pruitt was actually doing really well for us. And then he's just kind of slipped back. So Ferkser's just been a liability so far. Swain's kind of on and off. We just have no stability at tight end. And it's hard to say what they can do with a good one. And the and my question is, do we draft one? Do we draft a tight end in the draft this year? I think it's a possibility. I think, being honest, the offensive line is going to be the first foremost building part right here. But, you know, if you've got a tight end out on the market, it's worth taking a look at. I think you take a look at them. Like, 
we could have picked somebody up earlier in the season, like a Trey Burton. I mean, you could have, but at the same time, you know, you don't know what's going to happen down the road. Yeah. You know, we didn't think that offense was going to be a liability at this point. In fact, most of the message boards and everybody talking expected that this offense was going to be, you know, even better top of the hill. So there was no worry or no need for it at the time. Well, this has been fun. It has. I, I have a lot. I've had a lot of fun so far. So, so it's been great. I'm going to go ahead and let you get out of here so I can get also go ahead and end this. So I can get this loaded. Well, power. Thank you for coming and hanging out. Thank you for having me, sir. You've done really great work. I enjoy what you're doing. Keep up the good work, man. I mean, you're getting your name out there and, and of course you're very, you're very well respected. And then of course, next Thursday, we will be sitting down with the let's tighten up podcast next Thursday ahead of Titans dolphins in week 17. And we'll be back to end the episode right after this. everybody thank you for stopping by and as i said we will be sitting down with the let's tighten up podcast next thursday so be on the lookout for that episode enjoy your holiday weekend and if you're going to this game thursday night i want you to stand up be loud be classy and tighten up tighten up Let's get Titans up, Titans up. About the gold